1: Code buttery exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: All right, we are live, sir.
1: Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Movie in the Pod. My name is Clyde Smith,
0: I'm Javier Villalobos.
1: And today we are reviewing the movie that is dropped on Netflix, Outside the Wire.
0: Javi, who's this movie starring? Uh, We have Anthony Mackie as Captain Leo and Damsim Idris as Lieutenant Thomas
1: Hart. Oh, yeah. So those are our two main stars. We have a lot of good supporting cast in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, this came out just a couple of Fridays ago. This is directed by Michael Halsrum. Let's dive right in, Javi. Fair warning, this movie has...
0: F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs through the whole thing. <laughs> so basically, just to to sum up real real quick at the beginning, the movie's about a marine android who hunts down terrorists. Uh, this is going down during a Russian civil war, and he gets help from a drone pilot, and they save the world.
1: Oh, yeah. So this movie takes place in the future... The near future from here, 2036, uh, there's a violent civil war in Europe. There's U.S. troops that are stationed outside the wire. You'll hear that term a lot. And there's a ruthless crime lord uh, called Victor Koval. Basically, he's a ghost. Nobody can find this guy. Nobody can see this guy. Uh, The U.S. military has created these robotic soldiers called Gumps. This just drops us, the start scene drops us right into a war zone. Javi, go ahead and take us in.
0: So we have a Marine team that is on their mission. They're making their way into this kind of little industrial complex. Immediately they're ambushed. Um, we see deployment of Gumps, which is said They're basically machine soldiers that fight alongside the Marines. So we got one Marine that's under fire. Another Marine goes out to try to help him. He ends up getting pinned down and Rattlesnake, which is the master Sergeant Miller is trying to get to them to, to pull them out of that uh,
1: crossfire they're in. And then we goes back to just seeing, you know, this is a very loud guns, death, melting ass everywhere. And we go back (laughs) and we go to just like, very quiet room. And there's these young military men and women behind these computers. And we see this young man and he's watching over what's going on on the ground in Europe. He's eating gummy bears. So he's relaxing, Mm -hmm. chilling and just acting as overwatch. He sees this van, this truck coming up with all these more insurgents. And so he calls up to the chain of command to ask for a drone strike
0: rattlesnake is on the ground tell him to abort abort did not you know confirm that order he wants to get his guys out of there goes back and forth a couple of times and harp is saying you know you've you got two men pinned down but if if that truck is a missile launcher we're gonna lose all 40 i'd rather save 38 than lose 40 So he takes it on his own judgment. He sends out this uh, DA-1 missile off the rail and hits the unconfirmed missile launcher truck that explodes. It kills the two Marines that were pinned down and destroys some of the Gumps as well. So
1: he makes this move, sends in that drone strike, takes out the truck, kills the two men, two U.S. military men. And right after he releases that drone, you can tell... On Harp's face, he feels really somber. He walks out of the control room where he just dropped that. And you can see that he's in some type of trailer. And on the bottom of the screen, it reads that he's at an Air Force base in Nevada. And he is just really sad at what he just did.
0: Well, I think he, he's sad, but he's also understands that he, he did what he thought was the right call. He did kill two marines, but he also saved thirty eight people. So after that, Harps put in front of uh, a Marine council, if you will. Uh, you know, he's telling them, you know, the same thing he was telling the rattlesnake. I saved thirty eight people. I didn't lose forty. You know, they don't believe. You know, he gave anybody a decision to to save those two guys. So they sent him to Camp Nathaniel. And
1: during this military council, uh, one of his commanding officers asked him have you ever been in a live combat up close? And he says, no. And then they hand him his next assignment. And that is to camp Nathaniel. He's walking away. He's talking to his close commanding officer. His close commanding officer said, you could have been court-martialed. Um, that's right thinking. And, you know, he's actually saved. You know, he disobeyed a, a direct order instead of being court-martialed. You're going here.
0: And we can kind of tell, Harp has an issue with the, the respect some of these upper commanders are supposed to be getting with the sirs and the title calls and all that. At this point, I start seeing that. So he arrives at Camp Nathaniel. They drop him off. He comes out. We come out to a rainy base uh, later in the day. Uh, the, the Marines that got off the, uh, the transport are getting scanned by the Gumps. The commanding officer says, look them right in the eye. Don't you hesitate. They can smell fear. They're already getting hazed a little bit as they're coming through. Uh, Harp makes it to Colonel Eckhart, who he was told to see uh, by one of the other Marines. He gets to Colonel Eckhart and he's asking about where can I find Captain Leo? That's who I've been assigned to.
1: So they have a little moment and understanding, and Eckhart kind of picks fun at him, knows exactly who he is, knows exactly why he's there. Then Eckhart just tells him to follow the music. That's how you can find Captain Leo. And as Harp is walking away, Eckard yells and says, he's not like us.
0: While Harp's making his way through the base, trying to get to where Captain Leo is at, we go through our first real sighting of, of the Gump units. Uh, they're on their charging stations, and he's looking around at you know the equipment that's used to get these things going. So he gets to Captain Leo. He's hearing music playing. Uh, he's got some classical music playing in the background. And we see Anthony Mackey sitting at his desk, typing some sort
1: of letter. Mr. Cut the check. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go any farther, man, Anthony Mackie, definitely one of my favorite actors. uh, Still up and coming. Right. He's, He's still young, but he's been in everything. Eight mile. Oh, yeah. All the way up to the Marvel movies and then doing big things like like this through Netflix uh Anthony Mackie is is a actor entertainer that is here to stay so great that he's in this movie
0: oh yeah so they start uh exchanging some conversation and Leo already knows everything about Harp every damn thing calls out his fiance calls out them being uh planning their wedding and you know all his stats his kill stats all his percentages as far as completion, completing his missions,
1: everything. You learn very quickly that Leo is a sharp guy, very, very smart, highly intelligent, knows
0: his shit. Leo immediately starts explaining to Harp that they got a mission to get on. They got to deliver some vaccines to a refugee camp, which has a, a medical facility inside of it as well.
1: Yeah, this medical facility is... Outside the wire. I told y'all we we're going to hear this more than one time. Uh, you said the thing. You said it. <laughs> but also, but also Leo jumps in and starts explaining what his job is, right? He he is a captain, but his job is ultimately to hunt and find insurgents to to ultimately stop this war. There's, there's one war going on, between uh, these two factions and Europe. But Leo's smaller war, more quiet war is to hunt down the ones who are responsible for the overall war.
0: So they head down to a locker room where they're getting uh, basically suited up to go out on this mission. Uh, Harp just got there. Leo says right now, this is time for our mission. Uh, Their locker room hands them some clothes. They start getting changed and Harp's telling Leo you know, I don't have any specialist training as a field agent. And Leo looks over and says, "Don't worry, I'm special enough." And as he's walking away from him, he shows him his his android body. Like he
1: makes his skin
0: disappear to show him his insides.
1: His insides, and it's this cyberkinetic. There's wires and electrical going everywhere. It's actually a really cool special effects visual. And on Leo's body, he can make it disappear and make it reappear, like, his skin so you can see the outline. It's a really cool scene, and off the bat, Hart freaks out like, who the F are you? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, the,
0: and the Leo says, uh, what the F, Captain? <laughs> and he explains to him that he's a fourth fourth gen biotech, and he asks him, you know, do you trust me? You know, take a, take a minute to, or you gotta few minutes to, to let this sink in and then you need to get over it basically is what he's
1: telling him. I love this scene actually because after Harp is freaking out, he basically says you know, I'm this uh, biotech android weapon the military has produced. You have 60 seconds to deal with it, okay? Like, <laughs> You're giving me 60 whole seconds to deal yeah. with it. I'm talking to a robot right now <laughs> who's already cussed me out. Alright, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, he says do you trust me?
0: He says, yes, I trust you. And then Leo's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shows a little bit of his different personalities through the scene. So they're outside and Leo's explaining to Harp uh, that he chose him, that he wasn't assigned to him. He chose him to to work together because he could think outside the box. Uh, they They banter back and forth for a little bit and... Leo tells Harp, you know, he gives him the bags and says, go ahead and load up our jeeps over there. And as he's going towards the Jeep, he gets attacked by the uh, Marines that were in the team from the beginning of the movie.
1: And they uh put a whopping on on his boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They throw some haymakers right at his stomach, boom, bam, boom, right at his chest. And the commanding officer rattlesnake comes up and goes, yeah, man, those were my men. Right. So, you know, off the bat, even though he's here, at this base, he's not the most popular guy in this base right now.
0: So Leo walks up and just kind of stares them down. They pack up and they move on. Uh, Leo and Harp get in, their, get in the convoy and they start heading out from the base. I like to point out, too, that that's actually a Toyota they're driving. It's not a Jeep like they call it in the movie.
1: Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Like they, they not get the, the the green light from <laughs> Jeep to go ahead and do that. <laughs> go ahead and just use that. Use an actual beep. But whatever. yeah.
0: So the convoys leaving the base. Once they get beyond the wire, they are in the gauntlet. They said the Marines refer to this as running the gauntlet because there's no laws. There's no rules. You could get attacked at any time. It's basically a free-for-all out
1: here. And you can immediately see Leo is training Harp right there for field combat, telling him to get his gun up his rifle because you don't know what's gonna happen, uh, and through some good banter between the two, find that the uh, Leo is actually five years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we also find out that Harp's fiance calls him Gummy Bear, which <laughs> links back to the fact that he liked to eat gummy bears. I assume Well, he's bombing
1: people, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> So as they're coming up close to a town, they get, they hear on the radio that there's been an A-truck hit. And they start heading that way, and it's actually blocking their pathway as well.
1: All right. So this is the first drop outside the uh, wire. Uh, military approaches. People are really aggressive. It looks like they're trying to get supplies out of this convoy. Tensions start flaring. The military and these townspeople, they're just pointing guns at each other. Everybody's aiming down the barrel and Leo just kind of steps forward and calms the situation down right tensions are are hot and he oh, definitely no. brings everybody back down to to a zero and then you can see more of this on the job training from Leo t- to to Harp about how he needs to proceed in situations like this. So once uh,
0: Leo makes the, the deal, he gives the locals the supplies off the truck in exchange for letting them get through with the vaccines they need to get to the hospital. And as they're packing up and getting ready to move, they get ambushed by what they refer to as the Crosneys.
1: And you can see a, a humongous gunfight starts breaking out between these snipers that are in all these uh, buildings, the townspeople, the military, the Gumps, Everybody's basically dropping bodies and bullets and everything. It's a really cool scene. We get to see the the Gumps doing their thing in this scene as well for the first time, really. Uh, yeah. Grenade launchers. Boom. Weapons. Uh, just doing everything. And we go back to, to Harp, and he's hiding behind the Jeep, and he's scared for his life. Oh, yeah. He's, he's freaking out. In a situation like this, he's almost hyperventilating. Uh, having an anxiety attack. You can tell that. And you see that, you know, the plan is for most of the military and the gumps that, that are there is to continue with this fight, but Leo and Harp to continue to deliver the vaccines. And that's exactly what they do. Leo pick, basically picks up Harp, gets him out of there and they get out of, of that firefight.
0: So now they're on foot. Making their way to the the camp that they're going to. And they start talking a little bit about what Leo's capable of. You know, he tells Harp that he can empathize, that he feels pain. That's what helps him connect with humans. And as they're walking, they stumble across this hole where they see some executed bodies uh, just out there decomposing. They've been out there for a while. Kind of strikes Harp in a weird way, and Leo sees them and says, come on, let's get going. We need to keep moving.
1: And they continue to move, and Leo and Harp uh, eventually end up at the hospital, and they deliver the vaccines. So we kind of see this shady character moving in in the background. Yeah setting up like a sniper rifle point blank and the sniper just start shooting into the hospital with all these people. Luckily Leo's there, uh, shoots the sniper and start his interrogation techniques. I call this some Jack Bauer style shit guys. Uh, he shoots, yeah, he shoots him in the neck, right? Not for him to die, but for him to start bleeding out. And then disgusting, uh, Leo takes his thumb and puts it into this gunshot hole and dude is just screaming, screaming, screaming like, ah, ah, you know, it's some straight 24 Jack Bauer shit, uh, from the early 2000s. It was disgusting. So he doesn't
0: say nothing to him as one of these soldiers would. They just keep their mouth shut and he leaves them there for the locals to take out, start beating the guy as they're walk, as Leo and Harper walking away.
1: And as they walk away, you definitely start seeing the tension, uh, rise between Leo and Harp. Harp is not understanding. Harp is like, we need to call this in. We got to get the military here. What are we doing? And Leo is like, no, simple as that. No, <laughs> we, have, we have a mission. We got to go do this mission. Basically get on, get in this damn con- convoy. And Harp, Harp is also like, no, I'm good to go. Leo <laughs> goes, All right. Well, you'll walk back a few moments later. We see that Harp's ass is in the convoy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He knew I was up. if He took that walk. Uh, so they're cruising in the back of the truck, uh, heading to the next place. They have a little heart to heart here in the back and some things get a little heated. But Leo tells him, you know, shake my hand. Harp shakes Leo's hand and he says, what do you feel? He says, it feels warm. Feels like a human hand. He says, what about my arms? He said, no, it feels like cold and steel. He said, I'm made to do my job. The reason I'm built is to do this job. This is what I'm built for. Uh, then we arrive at the next compound. Which is an orphanage.
1: Yeah, so this opens up where they go behind this gate and they see all these kids playing, having a good time. Uh, Some are at like a water fountain, some are playing soccer, some are playing some pickup stick game. And we see uh, Leo actually walk over to the children who are playing this pickup stick game. He starts playing with them and then enters. Uh, This woman uh, we come to find, this is Sophia, and she's the actual person who provides them intel.
0: Leo and Sophia are talking and they start talking about these missile codes and they're held up in a vault somewhere, but they don't know where they're at. And this is what Leo wants to get his hand wants to get his hands on so that Kobol can't and he can't send off these missiles
1: and right before they go to meet this arms dealer so they so this arms dealer can tell them where these codes are leo hands sophia a wad of cash and harp is dumbfounded thinking that leo just paid somebody for weapons and that's not a military thing to do yeah and this is a cool scene because harp starts to fully understand that that war being on the front lines dealing with these different people in all these war war zones, everything's not black and white. Right. Everything's not like basic training and what you're taught. You're gonna have to understand and learn how to bend the rules to get what you want sometime for success.
0: Well he also starts to understand that there's consequences to his actions. Yeah. You know, Sophia tells him, you know, these orphans aren't here because just because of the civil war that's going on It's because of the bombs. It's because of the war that they are bringing that's destroying homes and things like that.
1: So Sophia takes uh, Leo and Harp to go see this underground arms dealer. Right off the bat, as soon as they introduce this guy, ass whooping start happening, guys. Leo starts fighting. Ass-whooping cans popping off everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, right? <This> everywhere. <laughs> better scenes in the movie. Really cool, like, hand combat gunfighting techniques and everything happening. Oh, yeah. uh, they eventually get to the arms dealer and get the intel that they need to find Colville, and as Harp and Leo walk away, it's actually Sophia who takes a gun and and shoots the underground arms dealer and kills him.
0: So we see uh, Harp and Leo they're on their way to this bank. Uh, they took the drug dealer's Escalade and they're cruising down the road. And we start seeing some more of Leo's plan and what he's been doing to harp this whole time as far as getting him to actually help leo with what he wants you know he's there for a very specific reason and he starts to kind of explain that here so harp is able to follow these leads and that kind of helps leo skirt around the orders he's been given it helps him think on his own a little bit more if he's got somebody else who can who can skirt around those lines as well as a as a human
1: yeah, and this is a really cool scene where you see a lot of uh, drawback to what happened earlier. You know, Leo asks, "Do you trust me?" He says, "Yes." You know, all this programming that is happening, we find out that it's actually Harp, who is the one that could be in charge, but he's not. As an android, Leo is supposed to follow his command, but Leo is skirting around that, and Harp is fully understanding now. He could have been in in charge the whole damn time, but is not.
0: So they get close to the bank and they stop and. Leo asked Harps to uh, cut a tracker out of his back because the Russians can tell where he's at and see him coming. All right, guys, we're going to take a
1: quick break. Hey, guys, while we're on this break, we wanted to take a moment and
0: let you know we are on social media. We are working on our movie in a pod YouTube page and working on getting some great guests on the pod in the future episodes.
1: You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At movie in a pod.
0: Take a moment. Check us out. Yeah. So Javi, this YouTube page, what are we expecting with that? First off, we're expecting a live commercial.
1: Ooh, people do love live commercials.
0: Hopefully in the future, putting up our podcast as a video so we can show off our beautiful faces.
1: Man, I got to get a haircut then, brother. You know, I've been having this COVID hair for almost a year now. Starting to get my uh, curly cue going on over here. Means I gotta get to the barber. What should our listeners expect
0: from our social media pages?
1: We wanna talk about movies. We wanna know what movies are in theaters, not right now. We wanna talk about what movies are on Netflix, HBO Max, in the whole shebang of bang. I wanna talk about all the movies from the past, all the great movies that are coming up. I wanna know who your favorite director is. I wanna know who your favorite writer is. That's how I want to engage with our listeners. Once again, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at movieinapod.
0: Mics are hot. Let's go. <laughs> and we're <laughs> back, guys.
1: <laughs> so we, we left off with Harp and Leo. They got to make their way inside this bank so they can find Koval and get these nuclear arms codes. And as soon as they get into the bank, they see some hostages, and a humongous gunfight occurs and breaks out. It's a reoccurring theme in an action movie, guys. There will be gunfights. a lot there, of them And there's an abundance in this movie. Um, so we see the civilians and it's Harp's job to get them out, and we see Leo in these in these snapshots, and he's just whooping ass, taking names. And then we start. Then we see a a Russian Gump. Remember, we saw these American Gumps, where they are these robotic machines, or robotic soldiers who's helping out the the Marines. And we find there's Russian ones as well. Leo, in regular fashion, whoops ass and takes names, shrapnel, Russian Gump ass everywhere. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it for you guys. Uh, this is a fun scene to watch. Anthony Mackie definitely brings it with the the action in this scene
0: definitely definitely so harp radios uh eckhart to get a drone strike ready uh he wants to take out koval and the missile codes and all that at the same time so we find out here after the the fighting's all done and we're right to the final countdown of this drone strike we see leo dumping that uh well, it was supposedly uh, a tracker on the top of the building so when the drone strike goes off the military believes that Koval and Leo were killed in the in the explosion.
1: And this is and this is cool because Harp is it's almost a reverse scene from the beginning. Harp is now on the ground where this drone strike is about to happen. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely nothing that he can do about it. There's actually a a young woman who is kind of pinned behind this car. And instead of running away as fast as he can, he actually goes back in and, and saves her. And they just get out of the blast radius of this drone strike.
0: He gets a close-up view of the catastrophic outcome of dropping a bomb. You know, it's it's not just military here. It's civilians. It's everybody around that has their lives destroyed from
1: that. You know, he, he has probably it his whole military career almost like a video game per se yeah yeah Um, he just sees the mushroom cloud exactly you know then he gets to go eat gummy bears and goes goes home for the day but you know being up there and in the blast radius right outside of it uh it's it's real deal he's in it
0: so leo is alive uh him and harp end up back in the car together Hart talks to Leo and says, "Where does your programming tell you to to stop? Where's what what draws the line in your programming that you're doing something bad that you're disobeying orders that you're doing this that or the other and going against the military commands?" Uh, so they start talking, and he says, "You know, it's kind of a it's a command paradox. You know, I follow you, you follow me, uh, and this whole time with Leo making Hart make these decisions and." deciding to do this to help him that he's actually showed impaired judgment, which makes Leo be able to relinquish that programming in him that says he has to listen to a human. He's he's to the point to where he can make his own decisions. Now that program has been disabled. So it's
1: interesting, right? Leo has always seemed like he's self-aware. He's warm. He's friendly, listens to classical music, but he's a soldier at the same exact time. So just the fact that he needed this order type paradox thing that they say to really go go rogue and do what he wants to do is just an interesting plot twist in the movie. Hart basically freaks out about this, thinking that knows now that he is the reason why he's been chosen and the reason why Leo's doing what he's doing. He's behind everything unknowingly.
0: So they start arguing a little bit and Leo hits Harp in the head and knocks him out. Uh, Harp wakes up on the side of the road and he's looking around and this truck pulls up. Some guys get out and they take him. He ends up back at the resistance with Sophia for an interrogation. While he's with Sophia, Leo's made it to Koval. He's met up with Koval now, and they're talking about the codes and what they're going to do
1: with these codes. And this is cool because they go back and forth between these two scenes that yeah. it almost seems like they're happening at the same exact time, right? right. Harp and Sophia is having this conversation about Leo's directive and what he's actually doing. Leo and Koval finally meet, at least on screen here, and we see that they have actually been working together on this the whole time. Going back and forth, you see the full picture, right? Mm-hmm. Sophia is a part of the resistance. She's her and her faction is fighting Koval and the Krasnys, and Leo is playing both sides, at least that's what it seems like.
0: Yeah, so Sophia starts to explain that you know Leo's sees what he believes is the prop with the whole situation of the war, which was the US military. So his objective is turned to now we got to stop the U.S. military because they're the ones actually causing the war in Russia. While that's going on with Sophia and Harp, Leo and Koval are talking about kind of the same thing. And Leo's trying to get control of those codes from Koval. Koval doesn't want to give it to him. So he kills everybody. And, oh take, my God. and takes
1: the codes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, this is, you know, you always want to pick out a a favorite sequence or, or like a favorite scene in the movie. uh, This is it for me because Leo just goes apeshit on all of Colville's men.
0: Every single one of them. Some great, great choreography in this scene, man. They're, the way he's moving and the the stunts they pull through this little scene here is fantastic.
1: You know, and I have to give it up for, for movies like John Wick. Mm-hmm. Because those fight coordinators have now gone and do other movies and everything, but that style of gunfighting, mm-hmm. um, with your whole body with the guns and just the way you move and disarm other people, you see that in this scene, and it's just fun to watch. Even the way that he takes out the the, the female guard, he has he <laughs> does not care. He does not care. <laughs>
0: yeah, my favorite part of this scene is when he goes through the windows of the SUV. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. So we
1: also see back with Harp and Sophia that Sophia explains and Harp starts to realize war is big business for the United States. Right. And why would the United States actually want this war to end? They get to create all this good tech. They get to create these gumps. And that's just income, income, income for the United States. Um, so he's starting to realize war is not all it's cracked out to be. The military is not all what it's cracked out to be.
0: So Sophia releases Harp. Uh, he ends up making it back to the military base and we see him with Eckhart and rattlesnake,
1: Rattlesnake.
0: Rattlesnake. (laughs) Harp's catching them up on what's going on with Leo and where his head's at and what he's up to right now. They got a lot of banter back and forth. They all come to the conclusion that, you know, they got to stop Leo or they at least got to make sure that this plan is 100% what's happening before they pull out all the stops on him.
1: Harp tells them that it was him who pulled out the tracker in in Leo's back. His commanding officers get a little upset about that. And then Harp remembers that they took the arms dealer's vehicle uh, that they've been tracking for months. So he makes
0: a call to his uh, former partner in the drone program bail he calls her and she finds a drone in the area and finds the suv and then harp
1: volunteers to track leo and follow him to wherever he's going yeah it's, it's 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 harp he it's this is a man who has been basically playing military video games his whole career gets into the front lines with leo but has been protected by leo this whole time and understands that this is his fault As much as he knows that or not or knew that at the time or not, you know, makes the the call that he's the one that's going to go after Leo and try to stop him from setting this nuke off.
0: Yeah, he he admits right to Eckhart's face that he messed up or he effed up. Excuse
1: yeah me. <laughs> a lot of f-bombs in this movie yeah a lot
0: <laughs> so harp gets to uh basically looks like a power plant where leo is at where he tracked him to and there's hidden silos in this place that house missiles
1: this is cool because once the drone is over this kind of power plant compound type thing you can see eckhart back at base like man we flew over this a million times and did not know this is where russia had one of the other nukes right 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 going to show you know in the real world nukes can be anywhere (laughs) so it's kind of scary oh we flash the harp making his way through this
0: compound and he's following a trail of dead bodies a lot of dead bodies
1: (laughs) there's there's dead bodies everywhere where i like this direction but we could have definitely seen Leo just take out all these guys. We already know that he is super fast, super strong android who can whip ass and take names. But just to see the aftermath, I think that was a great direction and yeah. see it from the eyes of Harp. And Harp's like, oh shit, like, yeah. what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> this is not good. But he continues. So
0: he's going through the stairway. He's going up a few levels, you know, still following trail of dead bodies. And then we flash over to Leo, who's prepping these codes. So it's not like an actual code you press into a pin pad. It's almost like a USB type situation that he puts together that actually yeah. holds the codes itself. So he gets this little canister prepped and he heads over to the silo where he gets ready to activate the missiles. And this is where Harp's finally sneaking up on him and following him to where he's at. Then Leo comes out of nowhere and pins Harp up against the wall. Starts choking the shit out of him. Um, and Then they go back and forth a little bit. Harp tells him, you know, you can't do this. You're going to kill all these people. And Leo says, that's funny, coming from a a guy who sacrificed two to save 38 people. Harp says, well, you're going to kill millions. And Leo says, well, I'm going to save 100 million. And Harp shoots Leo in the body a few times and slows him down a little bit. Leo chokes out Harp in the process of all this.
1: Puts the sleeper on him! So as as Leo goes to uh, finish uh, putting together the codes into this missile and the launch happens, you can see... Eckhart just yelling at him through this uh, headset, going, Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We see that this thing is powering up and booting up. Yeah. Um, Harp Harp eventually gets back up and starts shooting Leo uh, with these armor piercing rounds. Once again, he's an android. He's not like the Terminator. You know, he can feel this. That's how he's programmed. And
0: he's still kind of got skin, like android skin instead of human skin. So, Harp shoots him about 10 ish times in the chest with those incendiary rounds. Nuke's been activated. There's a five minute counter. Movie fashion, Leo starts to explain his full plan and the reasonings behind all this stuff he's been doing to get to this point.
1: And we see Leo's whole plan, his whole purpose behind having Harp there, working with Sophia, infiltrating Koval and the Krasnies, and killing (laughs) Koval as. He did it with that flagpole. That was kind of crazy. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it, and his whole plan is to prevent more war. If the U.S. and Russia and all these other superpowers continue down they go, more people are going to die. Uh, there's going to be more androids and more gumps just making all this collateral damage, i.e. us human beings. And we're just going to continue to die as they keep earning money off of deaths. And that's his whole purpose, that he wants to be the first and the last of his kind.
0: So after that, Harp calls the DA-1 off the rail from the uh, the drone. So he wants to stop the nukes and he wants to destroy Leo at that point. Missile launches, levels the place. You know, We got a few, you know, a little bit of time. We don't know. You know what the outcome of this is if Hart made it out or not, and then we see him strolling down the road,
1: heading back to base, yeah, man. We see Hart cruising and Eckhart even says, "Hey, return to base, you saved the day, takes off his earpiece and closes out and that was outside the wire, yeah, man, hobby, uh, this movie, you know, I know Netflix is doing this dropping a new movie every Friday, I think this was their first or second one. Um, was the first one that caught our attention, right? What'd you think about this movie?
0: I enjoyed it. The fight scenes were fun. Anthony Mackie, just whenever I watch him, it'll matter. I mean, his interviews just, yeah, he's just so fun to watch. I enjoyed the movie. I actually gave it a three out of five on this one. Oh yeah. I might watch it a couple more times, but it wasn't special enough to where I could say it's going to be my favorite movie going forward, but
1: you know, it did its thing. I'm going to agree with you here. I'm also going to give it three buckets of popcorn out of five. I love anything Anthony Mackie does. Mm. Like I said earlier, he's definitely up and coming. One of my favorite actors, especially because he wants to cut the check, right? His tagline, Um, this movie itself. It's nothing that we haven't seen before, right? There's a couple of tailspins and plot twists that was interesting and refreshing, but nothing out of the normal that we haven't seen before. I think the two coolest things I get from this movie is the maturation of uh harp as this video game player, you know, basically playing call of duty Warzone to being on the front lines and actually doing it him himself. Right. And then just seeing all these amazing fight yeah. scenes and, you know, the, the, the gun, the big gun fight scenes between the two military factions, those are good. But what's best is just Anthony Mackie being Anthony Mackie, whooping ass and taking mm-hmm. names, man. That's that's why I enjoyed this movie, and this movie gets three buckets out of five. Yeah,
0: if it was just based on, on Anthony, he'd get ten buckets.
1: Oh, man, man. Just <laughs> let, me, let me see a straight movie with just him as Leo, whooping ass and taking <laughs> names, just for two hours, definitely.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith.
0: I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.